We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app The world used to love American culture. They envied it, emulated it, but increasingly, it's freaking the world out. America is now exporting authoritarianism, and world leaders are taking notice. And they're also taking action in a way that provides a stunning contrast to what our own leaders in this country are not doing. While GOP leadership said nothing, the highest-ranking Republican right now in Washington, now that Trump is no longer there, those are Mitch McConnell, John Thune, heard anything from him? And Republican Conference Chair John Barrasso, total silence. Roy Blunt, not a moth. Nothing about Trump being deplatformed. So who did react in outrage and vow a, a fight? Self-described light Marxist. That's how he described himself when he ran for office, Mexican President Andreas Manuel Lopez Obrador, also known as AMLO. AMLO reacted in outrage to Trump's blocking and the dissolution of his accounts on Twitter and Facebook by vowing to lead an international effort, a fight against censorship by social media giants that had blocked President Trump. Mexican Foreign Relations Secretary Marcelo Ebrard, this was um, all of this started around January 15th, said that their country had made contact with others who think the same, including, he said, Africa, Latin America, the European Union, France and Germany, and that they would be banding together to put a proposal forward that they would all then follow to fight social media censorship and the repression of free speech. Folks, this guy's a light Marxist. From there, the ball rolled downhill. With even Trump's regular opponent, they butted heads often, Angela Merkel, condemning the censorship of Trump, calling Twitter blocking his account problematic and saying that Twitter and other social media companies should not be able to interfere with the right of freedom of expression. AMLO, the soft Marxist Mexican president, put it best, quote, how can a company act as if it's all-powerful, omnipotent, as a sort of sort of Spanish Inquisition on what is expressed, Lopez Obrador said. And he took it personally, suggesting people begin to use Telegram, referring to the platform as a more blessed form of social media. What did he mean by that? 
Well, his spokesperson, Ramirez Cuevas, said the mass use of social media has allowed AMLO's message to get through when before it was blocked by traditional news media. So AMLO gets it. But it was who would go first that was the most stunning. The Russians. For those of us who grew up during the Cold War, cowering under our desks, as if being under your desk would somehow protect you from the nuke, that we did those drills. I never understood that part, that we did those drills to avoid. Anyway, um, watching the Russians lead the world fight for free speech against the United States, not something I ever thought I'd see in my lifetime. But we're watching it. Back when Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram were merely censoring President Trump, the Russian legislature began debating a bill back in November that that would fine social media giants millions of dollars. There would be fines for each incident of social media censorship or cancellation or taking of a social media account of a Russian, but most importantly, for censoring Russian media, which Facebook and Twitter have done extensively. That's despite the fact that the Russia Times which is viewed by those social media giants as propaganda, and probably to some extent is, got the story of Russia collusion correct <laughs> when the Washington Post, New York Times, and other major, major media outlets got it totally wrong. The rest of the world doesn't see Facebook or Twitter. They don't see a difference between America and the American government and these social media entities. And so Putin like the president of Australia, rightly viewed this as an attack on his country's sovereignty, which it was, and on free speech. Now, folks, I'm not going to make Putin out to be a good guy. He censors speech to some extent in his own country, mainly directed at individuals, not mass movements. But he's not exactly the free speech paragon, which makes him doing this such an utter contrast to our leadership. Here's a strong man who at times doesn't tolerate free speech in his own country. And yet he is doing a better job of fighting the censorship, the crackdowns, the political persecution by American media companies who are becoming increasingly indistinguishable from the federal government. While U.S. officials still refuse to act, Australia would go next. You probably heard about it in the news. Australia demanding that Facebook begin to pay royalties to their media companies for using their articles and reports as content. It's only fair. They profit from it. Well, Facebook figured that Australian officials would be much like U.S. officials and allow Facebook to run them slap over while throwing checks in the air. Not so. They didn't back down, so Facebook cut off the whole country, essentially canceling them. Ending the posting of all news and thus all political discussion on the main forum. It's discussed on in Australia. But Facebook's blockade also cut off access to the opposition leader in Australia because they play politics and block content from other entities, including government weather agency and the state health department in the middle of COVID. But Australia, unlike GOP and Democrat leaders, didn't back down. And within 72 hours... Facebook was back to the table to negotiate. That's how easy it is. Unless you like having Facebook shut down your constituents. There's evidence that our leaders do. Canada would go next. 
also demanding that Facebook and Twitter pay their media outlets who've been largely demolished. You got to understand Facebook and Twitter have not just become platforms. They have demolished the media because they've destroyed the media's ability to monetize. And so now even at the local level, the sort of basic stories that used to be used to be able to fund a reporter to do, you can't because that money is now going into Facebook and Twitter's coffers, which means news gathering dies while just two big corporate entities, really three, Instagram, Facebook, well, four, YouTube, decide now what hundreds to thousands of editors used to decide newsrooms all over the world, what would be covered and what would be allowed to be said. This is now done in the boardroom of just a handful of companies. It's totalitarian, particularly the way they're using it. But watching Russia, you realize how easy it always would have been to stop this. So easy, in fact, that now Poland and Hungary have announced that they will follow Russia's free speech lead with the same legislation, which has been filed in both countries in their legislature. Fines for any social media that cancels individuals for ideology, cancels their posts, or takes down media posts. Brilliant. This is so easy. When we come back, how we got here. And yeah, there was a very specific way we got here and where we could go if our leaders weren't so eager to export authoritarianism and why all of this is a good thing. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Former Democrat Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard asking the same question I am. In fact, our Republican and Democrat leaders have hosed us by babbling on endlessly about the need to someday somehow fix Section 230. When they didn't need to fix anything of the sort to rein in media, and Section 230 is sort of the founding almost document of big tech, and it says from libel lawsuit immunity. If they didn't have that exception, they wouldn't last a week. They'd be sued out of existence because there's so much libel that goes on on Facebook and Twitter. They get exception from libel lawsuits, which no media gets except for them, in exchange for being a everyone, every comer taken platform. In other words, they're not a publisher. They take 
all points of view, so long as they're not, you know, pedophilia or porn or something illegal like that, like death threats or something. Um, they have to take all publishers. Well, right now, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all of those are in violation, YouTube too, of that law. But why is no action ever taken to the point that these American media companies have become a scourge on the world? Gabbard asked the same question. The real question that we should all be asking is, well, why hasn't it been fixed yet? You know, the House Democrats have held scathing hearings with big tech CEOs on this. Republicans are talking, you know, talking about this a lot and saying, hey, this needs to change. Trump has talked about it a lot. Why hasn't it happened? Why hasn't Congress actually uh, seriously looked at legislation and passing legislation to reform or or get rid of Section 230? It just it, it goes to um, it goes to money. Made and, and you know this as well as I do. I've seen it happen. You know, Google will have a big reception, and members of Congress will go and they'll go and pick up their checks. Facebook will have a big reception. Hey, okay, yeah, well, hey, where's my check? <laughs> but how do we get here? How did these companies get so out of control that other countries are now threatened by them and taking action against them to stop the censorship that Vladimir Putin said is dividing the world? Most people don't remember, but I'll never forget it. It was one of the most outrageous political episodes I've ever seen. And it occurred between April and May 2018, when the GOP demanded that Facebook and Twitter censor Donald J. Trump and their own constituents. You're thinking I missed that. It occurred during the absolute outrageousness of the Cambridge Analytica hearings. The media had broken the story that the Trump campaign had worked with Cambridge Analytica. Cambridge Analytica, breaking absolutely no laws, had used Facebook data to successfully target voters, Republican voters, and beat 17 other GOP candidates in the field, outraging the Republican leadership, knocking them off one after another after another. It was learned that Facebook had allowed the use of this data. Of course it did. Everybody who runs ads on Facebook uses the data. In fact, Barack Obama's campaign had successfully used it to the point that Mark Zuckerberg actually went down to campaign headquarters in the weeks after Obama won to personally take credit for the win. Why? He had let Obama use the same data that Cambridge Analytica would use to help Trump. Well, the GOP in 2018 controlled Congress. They controlled the House and the Senate. And the GOP leadership learned this, that Facebook data had been legally used by Cambridge Analytica and also, you know, by many other campaigns, Democrat and Republican alike. They were outraged and they wanted it stopped. So what did they do? They had hearings. They hauled in Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, and they hauled in Mark Zuckerberg. And they demanded, I will never forget this as long as I live. They demanded that Facebook not allow Donald Trump ever again to use its platform to win. They did not focus at all on Obama's use of that same data, none of which was illegal. Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey got the message loud and clear. Make sure Trump and his idiot supporters who are hated by the GOP and Democrat leadership alike, are never able to use our platforms again. And they delivered in this election. There was some small token opposition from some GOP senators, Ted Cruz, 
grilled Jack Dorsey and Senator Tim Scott complained because Diamond and Silk, who are black and conservative, had been throttled on Facebook. But other than that, the message was clear. Don't let Trump use social media to win. Because there was no corresponding message about stopping the Democrats from winning again, Zuckerberg got the message completely. So did Jack Dorsey. Gloves off. Take our followers and their leader, Trump, down. In the meantime, Senator Mitch McConnell, the now number one Republican leader in Washington, his PAC, which he used to knock conservatives out in the GOP primaries, could have spent the money to take out Democrats in the general, but no, that's what Mitch does, was loaded with big tech money from Facebook, from Twitter, from the rest. And this is why the top Republican leadership right now by rank, Mitch McConnell, John Thune, John Barrasso and Roy Blunt have never said word one about censorship, uh, you know, by Twitter, by Facebook, by Instagram, by YouTube. Zero end of memo hasn't happened. They demanded it. No hearings go forward without Mitch McConnell's approval. They got the Cambridge Analytica message loud and clear. Why would GOP leaders want their own followers censored? Lots of reasons. The followers have begun to catch on to them and to realize, particularly after Bush and amnesty and all the stuff the Republican leadership had done, that these people didn't really represent them. In fact, some of them seemed almost to be Democrats. They were, be, they were able to spread this message on social media, which caused a lot of problems for the Republican leadership. But the Republican leadership knew the truth. If you remember going into the election, um, even Fox News, that 2016 election, was very anti-Trump. Trump got his message out through all of his rallies and those videos running on Facebook unfiltered, which got huge hits. But also, running into the 2016 election, another thing happened, too. Because of pure demands for their content, Breitbart, the Daily Caller, the Gateway Pundit, uh, the very bastions of right-wing media, did something that had never happened before, purely because of shares on social media. They gained media parity. Breitbart and the Daily Caller beat in hits every single mainstream media outlet except for the New York Times and MSN.com, and they were right on their heels. The GOP leadership, the Democrat leadership, and the leaders, obviously, of these social media platforms were horrified. For the first time, we had a voice. We could counter the mainstream media narrative. This was a disaster for folks like Mitch McConnell, who, until then, had controlled the RNC and the strings of the RNC. The RNC, it's, it's, they're kingmakers. They pick the, the candidates in the primary. Voters don't really pick them. They do. They fund the candidates they want in the primaries. They make sure those candidates serve only their donors and no one else. Mitch McConnell was largely running with the Bushes, the RNC, until Trump showed up. This was an absolute attack on their leadership, and Trump would later take over control of the RNC. So their entire power picture was destabilized. But the tables would ultimately be turned on them. I have predicted many times, and I continue to say it is the case, if we continue down this road, the very GOP leadership that demanded that their voters be censored and canceled and restrained would find itself 
censored, canceled, and restrained, and unable to run campaign ads in the 2022 elections. Unless Russia, Poland, Australia, Canada, other places like that can save us, that's exactly where we're going. Because you know what? It already happened. That's right. Republicans finding themselves shut out of elections, shut out of advertising on Facebook and Twitter and social media, where more than half of Americans get primarily get their news, their number one news source. Yup. They are reaping what they sow. I'll tell you how. Next. So fat and smug and happy from having destroyed Trump and seeing him deplatformed, the Republicans figured they had it made. That's when Facebook, during the critical Georgia Senate race in January, decided it was just going to drop kick all the ads from the National Republican Senatorial Committee. It is the chief fundraising and recruitment arm of the Republicans for the Senate. It's the Alpha and the Omega. But they also decided they were going to continue to let the Democrats run all ads. This was new. It was preemptive. It wasn't in response to any community violations. They just decided they'd give the Democrats the upper hand on Facebook. What did the Republican leaders do, having now finding, them, now finding themselves silenced, as they demanded their voters would be? Almost nothing. Because remember those checks Tulsi told you about? Yeah, they like those checks for their campaigns. It allows them to be kingmakers. So do you know what they did? To protest. The fact that they could not advertise on Facebook. This was critical in this election. They put out a tweet complaining about it. And that was it. Not one word from the leadership. Think about that. They are so owned. So utterly corrupt. They won't even fight for their Senate seats if it means annoying social media when they feel like censoring them. This is how out of control, utterly out of control big tech is. Nobody should be able to put their finger on the election lever like that. It is arguably illegal. You know why? Because it's an in-kind donation to the Democrat Party when you censor the Republican Party. Here's how it works on radio. We have to make a decision in the beginning of every political season. We can either take no political ads at all. We do have the right to do that. Or we have to take them all. All comers from both parties. That's how it goes. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all those are, ex- are exempt from that. YouTube. They don't have to. And so they are beginning to put their finger on the scale. And the problem with that is when you block Republican ads while allowing Democrat ads, that's worth hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars in in in-kind donations you can't do that but they are so where do we find ourselves folks i am more hopeful this week seeing the fight back by the russians the beginning of the fight back by the canadians and and the australians and especially the way that they are framing it as an attack on their sovereignty by these authoritarian entities that this will at a minimum force the Republicans and the Democrat leadership out of embarrassment to do something about these entities if the rest of the world is doing it. I'm also hopeful that we will eventually be able, if we are not able to move them to stop this authoritarian free speech crackdown, these Congress members and ranking members, that we will eventually, hopefully, be able to domicile our news media 
maybe even our pages via Russia, via Australia, via Hungary, or via Poland. In other words, we run our web pages out of these countries where we have free speech protections. That is on my mind too. But you know what this means? It means two great things I want to leave you with. The world is fighting back. They are not falling and bowing down to this censorship like our leaders are. Hopefully this will mean there will be places that our children will be able to go if this comes to a bad conclusion in this country. And it's the best hope for free speech I've seen in a while. I am in a much better mood about the whole free speech thing now that I've seen that there are actual entities willing to fight back. Ironic that it's Mother Russia, but we'll take what we can get. Thank you for listening to today's version of the Battleground Podcast, which still miraculously is available on all my social media, Twitter and Facebook for now. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and share with like-minded friends and family everywhere. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on radio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to share with your friends and family. Thank you for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.